Welcome to Positively Addicted by Elizabeth Matthew. The title of today's podcast is Parental Assumptions. In Luke chapter 2, we read an instance which is only mentioned in the book of Luke about Jesus and his parents going to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. So there was travel involved in this particular situation. Now, in verse 41, it says, His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Unquote. Now, this is the time when Jesus is 12 years old. Now, this situation or this incident I have read so many times and I'm sure you have too. But today when I read it, I found that there are certain things that have been brought to the forefront about this particular incident. These are human parents, Joseph and Mary. They've gone to Jerusalem like they do every year with their son, Jesus. At this point, he is 12 years old. Now, interestingly, if you look at verse 43, it says, When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem and Joseph and his mother did not know it. So, After the Feast of Passover, now they're on the way back and Jesus is lingering behind in Jerusalem and Joseph and his mother have no clue about it. But look at verse 44, an assumption that they make, which we all make as parents. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now, many times we as parents, we make assumptions. Now, clearly, Joseph and Mary, as earthly human parents, they assumed that Jesus was in the company or in the group of the people that they had traveled with. Now, interestingly, these earthly parents, they traveled for a whole day before they started looking for Jesus. They traveled a whole day. Now, remember the 
the situation at that time. Remember the time period that they lived in. It was a long journey. There were people around them. And yet for a whole day, they did not even check if Jesus was with them or in the company of the people that they traveled with. But they assumed or they supposed that he was there. Now, when they didn't find him in the company, then they returned back to Jerusalem or to the temple. And they find him after three days. Okay, three days after uh, after you know being away from him for three days, they find him after three days, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Now, the point is this. Joseph and Mary knew Jesus was a special child. They knew that he was he had an amazing mission. She was born of a, uh, he was born of a virgin. They knew all this. But yet, their role as earthly parents is very clear in this particular context. We are all like this. We make assumptions about our children. We think certain things are as we think it is, but actually it is not. Then when you look at, now even better, it gets even better. Look at verse 47 and 48. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. But look at verse 48. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, okay, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. Unquote. Now think about this. Their son is only 12 years old. That's a very young boy. Now, was it the parents' responsibility to make sure the son was with them first? Or was it the son who did something to them that made them anxious? Think about it. She is actually asking him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. To be honest, they sought him anxiously after going on a day's journey, a full day's journey. After that, they started seeking him anxiously. Now, we as parents, we assume things and then we blame. This is an indirect blame. It is definitely an indirect blame because she is asking him, son, why have you done this to us? Now, Jesus technically did not do anything. They were supposed to make sure that he was with them because he was only 12 years old. And then she is blaming him saying, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. So technically, she's saying that our anxiety and our stress is because of what you did, not because of our irresponsibility or not because of our uh, looking out for you. And then in verse 49, of course, we all know this by heart, literally, because we've all gone through it in Sunday school. We've heard other people quote this. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? True, Jesus came because of his heavenly father to die for us for a particular purpose he came he definitely came because he was he was determined to fulfill his father's work more than anything else 
But the point of the matter is, I hope you understand what exactly we can really learn from this small incident mentioned in only the Gospel of Luke. It's not mentioned in any of the other Gospels, but Luke is the only one who mentions Jesus at the age of 12 and how his parents kept searching for him, finding him in the temple. Now, many times when we assume things, many times, not only with our children, sometimes even with other people, we tend to blame them or blame the, uh, our children. Okay, let's talk about the context of our children since this podcast is more about children. So sometimes we assume a lot of things about our children. And then when our assumption is incorrect or wrong, we tend to blame our children or the people around. Now, some of the assumptions that we can make as parents, if we are Christian parents, sometimes we think that if our child comes to church or is part of the church, then our child is saved. And our child is already on the path of, you know, getting to know Jesus and on the path of eternity. But sometimes that may not be the case, not always, but sometimes there are instances where children go to church for the sake of going to church without forming a relationship, a personal relationship with Christ. So the, the most important priority of a parent, especially a parent of a child, is to make sure that the child learns the love of Christ and has an individual relationship with Christ. Sometimes we as parents, all of us, we focus on the child um, getting good grades or, you know, feeding the child healthy food or, you know, the child having a good job in the future, setting the child on to settling down properly. Or we kind of um, try to modify his or her behavior as best as we can. All this is important. I'm not saying it's not. It is definitely, definitely important molding your child's character, trying to, you know, uh, imbibe him in him good moral values, which all religions, you know, parents of all religions, definitely their intention is to imbibe good moral values. We all live in a society where we coexist with each other. But sometimes our focus might be too much on the earthly that we forget that the priority of bringing up our children or parenting our children Our number one priority is to make sure we pray and teach them the ways of Christ and the love of God. Because many times we as parents cannot protect our children. If you look at it, if Joseph and Mary had, you know, had, um, you know, done this or we as parents had done this in this day and age, knowing the world that we live in, it's scary. It is very scary. But sometimes we kind of blame society and say, oh, anyway, my child is growing up in an evil, wicked society. I can't do much. No, we can do a lot. We can get down on our knees. We can, you know, um, help the child imitate our behavior, which is according to God's love or the way that Christ handled people on this earth. We can do that. If We look at the Bible. The Bible is so amazing that every example has been given to us so beautifully. Timothy was the son of a Gentile and yet his mother and grandmother influenced him so much in the ways of the Lord that he ended up being Paul's, like literally 
his right hand person timothy was supposed to be young at that time and yet his mother and grandmother's influence was so strong in the lord that paul actually entrusted him with the lord of the christian work at during those those days paul even calls him a true son in the faith and a beloved son so none of our children are beyond the love of christ not one of them we are the ones who assume that we blame oh you know we blame probably our spouse we blame our spouse's family we blame our situation we blame our financial resources and then we blame society and then we blame the school that our child goes to and or the friends that our child hangs out with and thinking that they are all out to get our child and we can't do anything so we play the victim there is another instance of um, parental assumptions sometimes we bring in our cultural context of upbringing and then we bring up our children with our cultural strictness which actually has nothing to do with god but they associate our spiritual faith or our spiritual beliefs with this cultural context and then they move away from god thinking that god is as rigid as that so that also is a dangerous we all have made that mistake or we all are still making that mistake bringing up your child in proper discipline and firmness is not what i'm talking about i'm talking about you know pushing down cultural context or rigid cultural context according to how everybody in society has dictated and then not letting your child to breathe but you know like literally suffocating our children based on the cultural context so that too is not right now there's another spiritual sorry there's another parental assumption we make we think that as a parent if your child moves away from god and does not believe in god we blame ourselves now in some cases in most cases this is not true the parent need not blame themselves despite having given uh, provided the right climate of spiritual upbringing in a home and yet the child turns away please stop blaming yourself you know please stop or blaming anything else or anyone else because if you look at the parable of the prodigal son we read that the father of this prodigal son was so amazing in his love for the son yet the son chose his path of degradation and immorality so many times we can't really blame the parents we can't blame ourselves because there are many homes where we are amazed oh my goodness the parents are such prayerful believing people and then their children are like this so do not even um you know uh, even mention the fact that parents are to blame in most of the cases okay now then there are other things that we assume we assume that you know spiritually we assume that spiritually when we pray over our children then we don't have to do anything else we become lazy christian parents then we think that oh everything is taken care of no we have our responsibility of uh, speaking to the child with love you know talking to the child about the earthly happenings as well as dedicating a time of you know spending time with the child uh listening to the child and then of course talking about god and the bible so tuning our child to the holy spirit we need to do that without assuming that that is completely not up to us no 
it is up to us to a certain level when we are kind to our children when we are kind to them gentle with them and we more we imitate or we model the behavior of our heavenly father every child who goes through or who has parents like this will inevitably for sure turn to the lord because of the kindness of his or her parent now parental prayers are very powerful if you feel your child is moving away from christ or your child is going through a very difficult situation and the child is not opening up to you don't worry just pray 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 keep on praying don't give up parental prayers are powerful and no power on earth can stop it believe me no power on earth can stop the prayers of an a parent who cares and who is concerned about the child's spiritual life now sometimes we make parental assumptions in the earthly as well we feel that oh our child is so safe at home no don't forget the world of technology is at his or her fingertips sometimes we give our children full access to technology assuming that they are safe and assuming that they are not being bombarded with very wicked evil things that are happening in the world please pay attention please please pay attention especially if the child is not able uh, of not of that age where he or she can take decisions by themselves pay attention with god's leading now don't assume that your child is sharing everything with you or telling you everything but you need to as parents have wisdom we all need to study body language keep communicating listening to our children sometimes in the busyness of life we tend to put that aside no we need to listen to them all the time meaning whenever they want to talk we have to make ourselves available or get back to them when we are able to be available bottom line is to each of my listeners whatever age your child is and trust them to god ask him to take over i remember telling my children when they were growing up we are imperfect parents we are not uh, you know good parents all the time but you have jesus who is your perfect parent he is your heavenly father he is the one who died for you and that is a message that we need to keep on telling our children we cannot always protect our children 24/7 but we can pray for them all the time in our hearts widen your boundary of prayer prayer for your relatives children as well your friends children you know keep uh, praying for any child that even when you see a child on the road or in a mall or anywhere just pray even if you don't know them personally surrender that particular child in god's hands and god will work wonders so instead of blaming society your spouses your uh, people around just live and thank god that he is our perfect parent and that our children can trust him and all we have to do is to be patient and trust him to do that amen to that amen shall we pray Heavenly Father Lord Jesus thank you so much for this precious time I pray Lord for myself and for each of our listeners Lord that as parents we surrender all our children in your mighty hands lead them lead them according to your will and purpose 
take over completely let them know you from the bottom of their hearts let their souls be connected to you let them walk in joy and not be burdened by any problems or situations that they can't handle let each of them know you personally jesus let them be comforted by the holy spirit always let them not go into things which are bad or negative or immoral but let them always think wholesome thoughts and be surrounded by good people protect them 24/7 wherever they go wherever they are because we as earthly parents we cannot we cannot protect them 24/7 even if we want to we cannot but you are our heavenly father and we believe in your power of protection of grace of provision thank you jesus for dying on that cross for us thank you for being our heavenly father thank you for being such an amazing father and mother and everything rolled into one for each one of us help us to accept you and believe in you and have faith in you in jesus mighty name we pray amen god bless each and every one of you always till the next time take care bye bye